Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Punch List MMA podcast. It's your boy, the vocal bass guitar, Dale Lippin, in here with my co-host, my chief man, uh, the CEO of All Things Go, the vocal xylophone, Trey Van Buskirk. What's going on, man? Oh, that was good. <laughs> Golf clap for you. There you go. <laughs> nice. What's up, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, I, I felt like I had to take a shower after that last card, uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, there are certain moments in sports history that you just feel like things are cursed, whether that's the Madden curse, that's the curse of Marty McScorley, that's the, the curse of the Bambino. Dude, where does the curse of Vegas 5 fit into all this? It's That card was destroyed rebuilt and destroyed again more times than Paige Van Zandt's left arm it's unbelievable how awful and cobbled together that that card was I will admit that some of the fights were entertaining I'm not going to say like the whole card was a dud from start to finish some of those fights were entertaining but by and large that was a card that they could have potentially canceled, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah, eight bouts, and you had two people that fainted. Yes, a lot of <laughs> fainting going, a lot of fainting going. I don't know if they need to like change the air filters in the apex or what's going on. It's weird to have that much fainting go, you know, taking place. Felt bad. Uh, I, I, you know what? I kind of give it to both people for fainting. I imagine the, the pre-fight jitters uh, would be a little bit much. And then, obviously, the post-fight adrenaline dump, realizing you completely squandered and fucked up your title shot by taking a stay-busy fight that you shouldn't have taken. That'd make me pass out, too. That'd make me well, pass out. When the oracle of women's MMA speaks and says who's going to win, Dale, it fucking happens. That's true. I'll be sure to ask Laura who she thinks is going to win next time because uh, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciated her insight on that. Yes. <laughs> But speaking of things hearty and wholesome and 100% American, like Laura Sanko, uh, stay classy meats, man. You can never go wrong. No GMO, no hormone, free range, uh, ranch-to-table meat delivered directly to your doorstep. Just go to Stay Classy Meats, guys. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% on the entire thing. Trey, you know what I'm going to do this weekend? I've got a pork butt. I've got a pork butt. And pork butt. I, I got a pork butt, and okay. your boy is making... About nine pounds of pulled pork this weekend. Boy, are you going to slow roast that? What are you doing? Dude, of course. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way that you don't. First of all, hold on. For you asking me this question makes me believe that you've never cooked pulled pork on your trigger before. Is this correct? That is correct. Okay. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to get you a pork butt. All right. Somewhere between the seven and 12 pound range. Okay. We'll get We'll get you seasoned up. And then we're going to put it on your Traeger at 225 to 250, and we're going to leave it alone for about a good 9 to 10 hours. 
maybe even eleven, maybe even eleven, depending on the size. It sounds sounds juicy, um, man. The time though, you don't Why? just want to microwave that bad boy. No, you don't want to microwave it. You don't want to microwave it. You want to do things the right way. Um, you know, for time and memoriam, our ancestors have been coming over uh, and going out and barbecuing and cooking the American way. You put that pig on that fire. You let that pig slow roast, and you do it the way your forefathers intended, Trey. You don't put the damn thing in a microwave. Ah, I'm sorry. I have no idea. But if I want to at least start with, you know, I guess step one, that is to order from Stay Classy and utilize what code? You're going to use fist, and you're going to save 10% on the entire thing. I love it. That's I can at least do that. Check the box. Check the box. You can at least do that. And then maybe we'll maybe we'll do a, a little Instagram live follow along uh, this weekend. I'd so. love that. I mean, okay. I mean, we, we've done that with me and that's been atrocious every single time. So let's, think, let's let the master I, do it this time. I think yours are I think yours are good. I think yours are good. They start out good. Yeah. And your production level is very high. Yes, it's the, it's usually the execution at the end. And you know what, though? Barbecue is an expensive hobby. It's almost like golf, right? You could potentially, until you get good at it, spend a lot of money just to get pissed off at the end. But realistically, with any meat, beef, chicken, pork, doesn't really matter. 250 degrees over open flame or smoke for any you know amount of time, it's really kind of hard to mess that up. And it, it's getting easier and easier with today's technology. So I will gladly walk you through your first pulled pork. I love it. I love it. And I will walk people through something you also can't mess up, and that's how to dress yourself. Yeah, you can't mess up. You can't afford to, man. You can't. In a day and age where everything is literally based on how you look, how you present yourself, you got to present yourself in in an awesome way, and especially one that kind of represents everything you believe in. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, It's very hard to find something that encompasses a lot of the things you believe in. Um, It does. You know, so... It's it's very it's very rare to find a brand that embodies, um, you know, that really wants to cater to your lifestyle and your your choices. As an American man, it's very. Do you have anybody that can help me out with that? Well, I do, and there's like you said, there's it's it's an art, I'd say, of mm. um, portraying or kind of acting as a billboard that exudes what you believe in or you know the quality that you deserve. There's, you know, route A, which is where a shirt that says like, I'm with stupid. That straight up tells you that you're with someone stupid in a non, and that's in a very, you know, boisterous way. Allegiance clothing does in the most nonchalant way. They tell you that you believe in quality, that you believe in America, that you believe in just looking your best. And the best way to do that is to go to allegianceclothing.com, type in our code PUNCH, site-wide you're going to get 15% off. Guys, it's that simple. It's like walking into a closet and just saying, hey, blindfold, grab this, oh yeah, winner. Yeah, yeah. Allegiance is more American than Donald Trump throwing a communist out of a helicopter. (laughs) Agreed. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. What was that code one more time? That is punch, and that's going to get you 15% site-wide on allegianceclothing.com. Okay, let's talk about clothes real quick. Let's talk about clothes real quick, right? Um, I think it's worth diving into real real quick. We made an announcement on Instagram today. Yeah. And it, it's very clothing-related. It's very clothing-related. It's not going to be the first time anybody sees this, and it won't be the last either. But if you could sort of walk me through what's going on right now with that Instagram post, I'd really appreciate uh, a little bit of, you know, verbal confirmation slash backup as to what I just partook in visually. Well, first off, and this is something that we've said from the foundation of this show is support those that support you. Um, We have had an amazing sponsor in Allegiance Clothing who has literally allowed us to not utilize their contacts, but to essentially partner with them to showcase one facet that needs to be um, brought together. And, you know, the world needs to know. It's people helping people. It's people helping people. It's exactly what it is. So we have the unique opportunity and we'll have the unique opportunity to sponsor one of the biggest prospects coming into the Bellator promotion. That's true. 185 pound killer, killer. What's his record? Five and one? Five and one. Taylor all Tunes five by Johnson. stoppage. Yeah, by stoppage. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then 
two-time winner of LFA Fight of the Week as well. So if you're not familiar with who Taylor is, get on, type his name, or just type in Tombstone Johnson, right? Yep. And uh, LFA will have two full fights that last a collective about three minutes and 80 seconds, three minutes and, you know, eight seconds between <laughs> between the two of them. Uh, he's a murderer. Um, so this was really exciting for me, man, because I admittedly, right? Like I, I respect any person that gets in the cage. Um, but if there's going to be somebody that's going to be gracious enough to uh, adorn the, the fist mic, right? Yeah. I want, I want somebody that's willing to embody what we would like, I guess how we want to approach things. And that's like complete balls to the wall, foot on the gas, um, hundred percent, you know, do not pass go. We're, we're, we're ready. We're, we're ready to roll at all times. And I think Taylor's that guy, man. Every time I see that dude fight, he is just a blitzkrieg, a berserker, if you will. Um, and that's who I want, man. I want if I want to see my logo flying on a shirt, a banner, or a pair of shorts, I want it at the person that's running face first into the battle, not afraid to to give to get one to give two back, man. He's just a beast. No, and you said it perfectly. And actually, the shirt that he was going to wear out, the Allegiance shirt, right dead center, was going to say "Live Life Fast." That's right. what this guy does. He blitzes in, got the strength of just freaking cement in his hands. Dude, this guy is a legend through and through. Unfortunately, um, literally two day after the post, a couple hours, he wrote and said, bro, it's so sad, but my opponent isn't cleared and they can't find a backup. He's like, you know, I'll rep you guys the next fight, uh, which should be in a couple weeks. So we know that, um, you know, he will don the the mic, uh, but yep. more so we're excited for him um, in a couple weeks to put his uh, experience and his talents on display. Yeah, so if you don't follow him already, please do. Um, what's his his Instagram handle is what? At Tombstone Taylor, correct? Correct. Yeah, at Tombstone Taylor on Instagram. Give him a follow if you don't already. Um, and, you know, hopefully he'll get replaced or that fight will get moved on to the Ryan Bader, Vadim Nemkov fight, which will be on Paramount Network and DAZN. So, you know, we, we're sort of initially it was a MMAJunkie.com prelim and then disowned but now we're looking at if it gets put on there it'll be paramount network and disowned which selfishly i would love to see our logo on network tv ma'am there we go <laughs> if i could be selfish can i be selfish for a second yeah you can be whatever you want i'll oh, be thanks. selfish with you thanks man i appreciate that all right so let's get into this real quick man let's knock out this card I know we've had a little bit of MMA news this week, some fights announced, this, that, and the other that we can touch on. But let's get into the meat of this. We've already been paying bills and talking about ourselves here for 11 minutes. Uh, let's let's wrangle this in and keep our listeners while we got them. Let's kick off. I'm going to take the featured prelim and go featured prelim main card, if you're okay. cool with that. It, that just that sits better with me because I like this featured prelim. We got Tim the Dirty Bird Means. Shout out, probably top 10 nickname in the game, Dirty mm-hmm. Bird Means, at 29 and 12. Taking on Loreno Staropoli, uh, the Argentinian, at 9 and 2. And, dude, this is what gets me about this fight. Tim the Dirty Bird Means is at an underdog for this fight. So, before I let you speak your piece, because I know I'm rambling today, we're going to get crazy on this card. Dude, wild. 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 So I'm telling you guys right now, these picks are not going to go the way you think they're going to go. So you can cash them. You can trash them. I don't care what you do. I'm letting you know right now, our picks are going the opposite of where you think they're going to go this week. All validated, though. All validated. And I'll say it starts with, I'm going to add to the Dirty Bird name. Please. I'm going to call this guy the Lanky Dirty Bird. He is. A vet with 43 fights, a 75-inch Dirty Bird wings, dude, just expanding those things. He uses those things to his advantage like crazy, utilizing that reach, slicing dice, elbows from the clinch, and he's got good jiu-jitsu. Staropoli, though, the dude's razzle-dazzle. This guy is the guy that can Superman punch, spinning back fist, spinning kicks. He likes to get that ESPN top 10 highlight thing going, but 
I think the issue is he needs to do that all within somewhat of a distance. Those dirty bird wings are going to extend him out. I think that they're going to have to work to Tim Means' pace. He's going to dictate where that is, and he's going to dictate the distance between them. And I think he's going to get in the clinch, and it's going to be a bad night for Star Pulley. Yeah, here's the thing with this, right, is Tim Means has to do – he just needs to stay composed, right? When Tim Means is on, he looks amazing. Mm. Like when he comes to fight, when he when he actually shows up and he's dialed in and he's he's you know the right amount of measure and aggression and mixes up takedowns and trips. He's so good with like inside trips. He's he if you watch really high level Muay Thai fighters, they're so good at countering punches and kicks with trips, like little tiny inside leg kicks, inside, you know, ankle picks. He's so good at those things. So good. And if you, if he goes out and he fights the way he's supposed to, the way he's capable of, he really looks like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to call him like a title contender, but he's definitely a guy that's like, can beat a good majority of the welterweight roster at any given night. When he comes in dialed in, but a lot of what we see with him is he comes in and you don't know what version of Tim means you're going to get right. Um, the one that just got absolutely crushed, um, after getting rocked eight times by Daniel Rodriguez and then subbed with a standing guillotine choke. That's not the, that's not the Tim means that we come to see the one that went out and just beat the hell out of Tiago Alves, right? The one that went out and beat the hell out of Ricky Rainey. That's a good Tim Means. But Tim Means is the kind of guy, if you're gonna have you beat him, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to separate him from consciousness. You're gonna have to tab him out, you're gonna have to knock him out. I don't know if Steropoli has the power to do that, but we need Tim Means to stay composed. We need Tim Means to stay within his le- like his comfort zone and just get the win. Just get a win. I don't you don't need to knock him out. I don't need you to submit him. I just need you to win. Totally agree. Stay composed and don't gas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, realistically, if you're looking at the way Timmy, Timmy Means has been operating since 2018, it's been win one, lose one. Uh, lost a split decision to Sergio Moraes, beat Ricky Rainey. Lost to Nico Price, beat Tiago Alves. Lost to Daniel Rodriguez, and guess what's going on? A uh, 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 win against Loriano Steropoli. That's what's coming on Saturday night. Look at you, you conspiracy theorist. Love it. That's that's what I do, man. That's what I do. All right, let's kick it off with a card. Listen, man, or with a fight on the main card. It's your man crush. I'm just gonna let you have your moment in the sun here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push back. I'm not gonna say anything off color. I'm just gonna let you have this. Benil Dariush, 18 and four, taking on Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman at 14 and three. Trey, before you go, because I can already see you gathering your breath in your lungs. <laughs> Benil Dariush minus 170, Scott Holtzman plus 140. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. Where are we going to land on this fight? Okay, hold on, hold on. I was about to say that for you and Scott Holtzman. You're all hot on his sauce, dude. You're all Scott Holtzman. <laughs> I do like I do like me some Holtzy. I do. I do. Okay, so let's let our, our boyfriends just battle it out then. Um, Benil Dariush, I think this is a really weird fight for him. I mean, he's won his last four. Yes, Holtzman's five and one in his last six. Yet, you know, there's a totally different strength in competition. Benil Darius has fought the who's who. He has a way gnarlier strength of schedule. I think it's weird because, you know, while Scott is, you know, five and one in his last six, it's almost like Benil's taking a step backwards. And this one makes me nervous. This is kind of like that you have an opportunity to fight someone that's, you know, hugging the top 10. Why are you kind of taking a step backwards? I think that it's almost like a gatekeeper type thing. It's like the UFC decided you know what, we're going to make Benil Darish, which I've always believed, as this underground gatekeeper. He's going to be that guy that's always just kind of there, hanging around in the top 12, uh, top 15, and just weeding out some people that aren't going to be, you know, quote-unquote stars. I think um, this is a really interesting fight, though, because you have to look at Scott Holtzman. He's He's been hot as of recently. He's an absolute war dog. You know, we saw against, you know, Dung Young Ma where he turned the guy's eye into a fucking balloon. Um, He can get into these battles, but Benil is overall just a better mixed martial artist. He's a guy that's got way better jujitsu. He's extremely technical as of recently with his punches. I just don't really see a vulnerability that Scott's going to be able to, 
kind of exploit what he's going to utilize his great wrestling. Well, that's fine. Wrestle him to the ground and then Benil's going to submit you. Okay. All right. Point counterpoint. Um, okay. <laughs> I listen, I agree with what you're saying. Strength of schedule, strength of competition, Benil Darius uh, far and away, right? He's also younger. He's five years younger. Scott's Holt, Scott Holtzman is 36. Okay. okay. Um, He's also 14 and three. He has not fought the same level of competition, although he has a pretty good record uh, for a guy his age getting started in the game when he did uh, and facing the competition that he's fought. Now he has won two in a row. I will absolutely concede all of these things, right? I'm going to say this about Benil Darius. His striking is not as crisp as Scott Holtzman. Scott Holtzman has a very traditional style boxing approach, head movement, hand placement, execution, uh, good jab, good hooks, good inside. Uh, but Benil Dariush admittedly is better just about everywhere else. What yeah. concerns me about Benil Dariush is that he's willing to fight somebody else at their fight. Mm-hmm. He is willing to let you there. give him something and he's willing to engage you there, right? Um, he... He's not the superior wrestler to Dracar Close. Dracar Close is a better wrestler, but Dracar wanted to stand and bang. So what do you do? He stood, he stood and decided to bang with him. Prior to rocking Close, he was in trouble because he was willing to stand there with him. Um, if you look at his uh, win over Frank Camacho, right? Mm. He was willing to do what Frank wanted to do. Frank wanted to clinch. Frank wanted to get up against the cage. He wanted to press him. He wanted to do so. What did, what did Benil do? He spun him around, human backpacked him, and rear naked choked him. Same thing with Drew Dober, right? Yeah. Our boy. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- you know, babyface Drew. Same thing. Benil will will fight you where you want to fight him at. Doing that against a guy like Scott, Scott Holtzman can be very dangerous to do. Because if nothing else, we've seen that last fight, Darius did not have the best gas tank, and he was very hittable. Holtzman will have a decided advantage of gas tank. And he will, in my opinion, have the crisper, cleaner boxing. Outside of that, I don't see where he wins the fight. Yep. My concern is, is what Darius shows up. How does he want to fight this fight? If he fights, tries to beat Holtzman at its own, his own game, I think he's playing with fire there. I think he's playing with fire. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's totally fair points. Um, for Benil, if you don't feel that confident in taking Benil, I'm not sure where the over-under on rounds are, but Benil is... Two and a not- half. Oh, okay, that's why. Benil is notorious for starting off extremely slow. Mm-hmm. He likes to get into his groove, find his rhythm, you know, and see where he can you know, strike from distance or try and clinch, get the thing to the ground. That's smart of Vegas to put it at two and a half, so yeah. there we go. And that's and and but that you're speaking exactly into my point is that he wants to see what you're going to give him. He wants mm-hmm. to see how you want to fight the fight. So he's willing to let a, a round go, f- feeling stuff out because he wants to see what you want to do. That's realistically he hasn't lost since the Alexander Hernandez fight, and the reason why that was because Hernandez came at him crazy and he didn't have time to do these com- these computations, if you will, to see what Hernandez was going to give him. Hernandez just came at him crazy. And he didn't have time to adapt, make the adjustment, and overcome. And as a result, he got beat. So um, Darius plays a very dangerous game, and he's very good at the game that he plays. I mean, the guy's 18-4 and against some of the best competition in the world. He's very good at his game. I think getting him at the price that he's currently available at, minus 170, is great. I think it's a great price for somebody of his skill level. Um, But I also think it's worth paying attention to Scott Holtzman if you – if you favor that side of the argument, but I'm with you. This is Darius's fight to lose because if he loses this fight, he'll have no one to blame but himself. So I think minus 170 is a good play on him. Yeah, no, no. And I said that from the beginning, I think this fight scares me. You know, anyone that's uh, on a four fight winning streak and then takes a bout that just seems a little bit weird. It's kind of like what we said. It's a stay busy fight. This isn't a fight that he should have like, you know, vied for this is not the one that's he's reaching to get to implant himself in the top 10 now this is a stay busy fight and it's a dangerous stay busy fight yeah you're absolutely right all right so let me talk to you about this you you know you you just dubbed yourself the oracle of women (laughs) you called yourself an oracle so we do have a women's fight on this main card i don't have an updated line yet because for whatever reason the ketlin vieira dropout i just haven't seen anything update 
Um, I'm going to assume that Yana Kunitskaya is a sizable favorite uh, over Julija Storyolenko. Uh, you know, Storyolenko rather has fought two times since 2018, once on the Ultimate Fighter finale, and then the, another time in Invicta back in March, where she won a split decision. Um, listen, I, I think Yana Kunitskaya, when she wants to be can be one of the best women fighters in the world when she wants to be. Um, she doesn't do any one thing great, but she does just about everything well. Um, she w- just wrestles well enough. She just strikes well enough. She's just durable enough that she can beat probably 75, 80% of the top women at Bantamweight. Uh, I think she gets a win here, man. That's just me. What do you feel? You're the Oracle. Yeah. Okay. That was... Total joke. Women's MMA is a toss-up. We all know that. I will say for for Yana, actually, I want to start with this. I was thinking about this earlier today. If if people don't know, Yana is the girlfriend of light heavyweight Tiago Santos. I just want to know when when you're like uh, you know boyfriend or girlfriend of someone that's fighting in the same promotion as you, are you guys just like always training? Like you know she's getting up to get a glass of water and you think like oh shit is she passing my guard? Boom, fucking triangle. Like, yeah. are they always training? Like, I feel like they're talking at breakfast, pouring cereal and just being like, yeah, you know, weight cuts were brutal last week. Or do you think they're just like normal? Um, I, I follow their Instagram. It's not very normal. They're very strange, actually. I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, love is love, I guess. You know, love knows no bounds, <laughs> keeps no record of wrongs. Right. They're strange, man. It's a strange kind of setup. Okay. Okay. No worries. Good to get your take on that. What's uh, What's not strange is her <laughs> str- her strength of schedule. I mean, guys, you have to look at it like who she's fought compared to what we have in a new newcomer here. Literally, she jumped into the promotion and literally in her debut, late notice, goes up to 145, fights Chris Cyborg. Like what? Yes, she gets yeah. knocked out in the first round, but like welcome to the fucking UFC. Since right. then, she's gone two and one, beating like Lena Landsberg and Mariana Renault, who, you know, Mariana Renault, that's a freaking vet right there. She's a bit of a grinder. She's going to be a bit of a forward pressure type girl. I think she's going to be met, um, you know, a little bit with opposition with grapplers. We saw that in the Aspen Lad fight. Stolyarenko, she's a grappler, but she's not like an Aspen Lad. She's not going to really put that weight up against you. I think that Storyolenko we've seen in the past, like in the tape that we've been able to find, she's got a dirty armbar, but she doesn't really have the weight that like an Aspen Lab would have or that pressure. So I kind of look at this all around the experience, the strength of schedule, and just like kind of collective technical side of what she has in her arsenal. Yana should get this done. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it, man. Uh, like I said, uh, this is this is your this is your thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a 50 50 top up. Thanks, man. man. All right, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, Maki Patolo taking on Darren the Dentist Stewart Patolo at 13 and 5. Darren Stewart at 11 and 5. Uh, welterweight bout here. I, I like this fight a lot, man. I think this has potential for a performance of the night bonus for the winner uh, and a possible fight of the night uh, award to both gentlemen in this. This fight, Maki Patolo sitting at a plus one forty. Darren Stewart coming off a loss back in March, was it? Um, minus one seventy. Yeah. Uh, over under on rounds is at two and a half, and that's a juicy two and a half for two guys with knockout power. Yeah, both these guys have the same type of setup. They all like they both like to stand. Um, Darren Stewart was obviously supposed to fight on that UFC London card against uh, Marvin Vittori, but everyone and Leon Edwards knows that thing fell through. So he kind of tried to take a stay busy fight in Cage Warriors, as random as that is, but somehow it got labeled as a UFC fight. I don't really understand how that could happen. Do you get that? Yes. So what, so essentially what went down was, is the, it was right as that event was starting to fall apart. What was that? Like UFC London or something like that was falling apart. Yeah. And they, Cage Warriors, additionally lost some fights as well and because cage warriors i believe is shown on ufc fight pass uh both him and the gentleman he fought were both london-based fighters and were willing to fight one another i don't think they were original opponents of one another but they were willing to fight each other so in an effort to get a payday they just put the fight together and 
kind of helped Cage Warriors out, which was still visible on Fight Pass, in addition to the fact that they both still got paid. Okay, got it. Yeah, because in that fight, that Fabinski guy that he actually fought, the guy clinched like crazy, and that, yeah. I think, threw uh, Darren Stewart completely for a loop. He didn't really know what to do. The guy just wet-blanketed him until he got the decision. You know, we've seen that same logic put to use for a couple of his losses. So while he's a dangerous striker, he's lacking in other areas like <clears throat> wrestling. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think that, you know, you could say to Patolo, hey, dude, there's the big vulnerability. But Patolo's not that type of guy. He likes to strike. You know, I'm a little bit worried that um, that Stewart's going to come in as the bigger person. But the thing is, Patolo is much faster. He may, you know, he's just as technical. He's a little bit faster, but the bigger man who's going to be able to bring this up against the cage, I would kind of fare on that side. I will say if Stewart wants to take take a chance here, I would think that his ground and pound and his takedowns are a little bit better than Maki's. So, you know, both these guys on paper, check the boxes, striking. One of them has to say, you know what? I'm throwing my, my comfortability out the window. I'm going to try and get this to the ground. Whoever does that, I think is going to win this. But I think Darren Stewart, being that bigger guy, has the biggest opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that. Uh, I just, I really, I don't know why, man, I'm getting, and here, again, this is why we say we're getting wild with this card. I'm getting a little gut tingle that says Maki Patolo weathers the storm in the first round. Darren Stewart essentially has him hurt right off the rip, blows his wad trying to get, get Patolo out of there. Patolo weathers. Round two, different story, pieces him up, gets the finish. That's sort of where I'm leaning with this Maki Patolo. And and around one, middle of round two, Maki Patolo gets gets the W here. No, I I, I just want I to be play completely devil's wrong. I could no, be completely I, wrong. I want to play devil's advocate. I I totally think that, like you said, if he could weather the storm, he is the faster guy. He should come in with the better cardio. This is his fight to outpoint uh, Darren Stewart, win by decision. I think that. Your point, it's not crazy to think that out of the first round that he could probably get a knockout. You know, this is something where Darren Stewart, we're going to start to see him erode the later the fight goes. I, I like the Patolo pick, man. Patolo's just more intense, too, is the other thing with him, is I feel like he comes more... Yeah, I don't, that guy seems like he's he's just set at a notch higher Yeah, than Darren Stewart is. Darren Stewart, if you like follow him online, he's always singing and dancing and jovial, and he's very like upbeat... Seems pretty, you know, fight ready come fight night. But in the in the cage, you know, leading up to weigh ins, everything, Patolo just seems like just zoom, laser T two, you know, T one hundred sort of Terminator style. He's fucking locked in and ready to roll, man. And I I like a guy that comes in ready to prove haters wrong and getting him at plus one forty here. Um, he strikes me as a guy that's aware of when he's considered an underdog and takes offense to that. He's, he's a Hawaii boy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, see, dude, that's what it is, dude. Spam, rice, and blood. They know three things, dude. All right, fair enough. Let's see. All right, let's move on here. I think what we got next is the co-main event of the evening, dude. We do Omariok Medov at 20-4, and four, taking on Chris, the All-American Wyman at 14-5. and five. I'm going to tell you something right now, Trey, before, before I let you talk about this one first. I think Chris Wyman is the most overrated UFC champion of all time. <laughs> Okay. I do. I do. I, I think he's. I think he's so fucking overrated. I have not liked him a moment that he's been in the octagon. I will argue till I'm blue in the face that his whole career is essentially fluke like. I, I. I just. I don't. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I don't like it. I don't think it's fair that he gets to call himself the All American. Who dubbed him that? Who? Who? Who decided that this guy is representing me anywhere? Walking out with an American flag? What? No. No, no, no. Yeah, I refuse. No. no. It's Colby Covington, bitches. I mean, I'd prefer <laughs> Colby. I'd prefer Colby over Chris Weidman, if I'm being honest with you. But okay. I just, I think, I'm just going to say it again, for those in the back that didn't hear it, I think Chris Weidman is the most overrated UFC champ of all time. And that is taking into account guys like Loyota Machida. Wow. Wow, dude, you're on a tear. That's taking into account guys like Forrest Griffin. Oh. And you say that right after taking a sip of beer with your pinky up. Are you kidding me, dude? That's like, 
I'm 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 willing to put that up there with Tim Sylvia. Oh my god, dude! How, what percentage beer is that right now? I need to know. Actually, I'm willing to put that up there with Randy Couture. <laughs> dude, I can't I can't do this right now, dude. You throw me for a loop. He's so fucking overrated. Listen, let me let me let me get I'm gonna step on my soapbox for a split second. Okay. I love it. Go. All right. He beat Alessio Sakara, who we have seen completely just fall off the cliff since the, the tail end of his UFC career and even in Bellator completely fell off, right? Next one in the UFC, Jesse Bongfelt. Who? <laughs> Jesse Bongfelt. Yeah. Okay. Next win, Tom Lawler. I get stop me whenever we get somebody that's good. Then a split decision win over Damian Maya. Ugh. Snooze. Right? <laughs> then he beats a getting ready to retire Mark Munoz. Okay. And we're on we're we're, we're rolling in that in and of itself is to get gets him a title shot in a completely decimated Book of Eli, Mad Max, beyond fucking Thunderdome middleweight division that Anderson Silva ran roughshod on for five years. Guys like Chris Weidman coming off wins over Tom Lawler and Mark Munoz get title shots. So he goes out there completely. Anderson Silva does not train, does not take him seriously, and continues to fuck him up until the second round where he gets caught because he was acting like an idiot because he completely didn't respect him because Anderson Silva knows what I know in my heart and what everybody listening to this podcast knows in their heart. Chris Weidman isn't that good. So Anderson Silva was like, whatever, and he got caught, right? So then we do the rematch, after the, and then what happens? The leg break. That's not a win. The man's leg broke, and you didn't – oh, he checked the kick. He checked the kick. Don't. Don't. That doesn't – that's – that. no. No. Okay? Then what's he do? He beats an undersized Lyoto Machida with the, weird, with the world's weirdest scorecards, right? Then he beats a non-TRT Vitor, which everybody beats non-TRT Vitor. Everybody. The only time Vitor Belfort wins is when he's on TRT. And at that point, the non-TRT Vitor was like 38 years old, 39 years old. So you beat a 40-year-old dad that wasn't on t- testosterone. I'm not impressed. Then what happens? Oh, now we're going to fight real people, right? Now we're going to fight Luke Rockhold. Slept. Well, now we're going to fight Yoel Romero. Slept. Now we're going to fight Gegard Mousasi. Slept. Oh, now we now we fight a guy that used to fight at welterweight. Oh, and we get a win, right? But it took you three rounds. It took you to the end of the third round. Then we fight another real 185-er. Slept. Then you fight. Then you're like, oh, I'm going to go to 205 and re- reinvent myself. Slept. He's not good. He is overrated. End of rant. This is like that moment in the movie Old School when Will Ferrell debates and he blacks out and they ask James Carville to rebuttal. And he goes, I have no rebuttal. Yeah. And he's like, that's how you fucking debate. That's true. That's exactly what just happened. Wow. Okay. Well. With former champions, you definitely get passes. And I will say for, you know, being on a four-fight losing streak, this is one that normally most people would be fighting for their job. Is Chris Weidman really fighting for his job? No. I think that he gets a pass. But I think he, as well, his coaches, everyone's kind of overlooking him. Like, this is just for us to bolster, to get him back his confidence, to get him back in the win column. The problem is... Omari is one of those guys that you don't want to screw around with. Yes, he's a former 170-er. Yes, he's going to be smaller. But he's a Dagestanian wet blanket. Those guys you don't screw around with. Those guys have cardio. Those guys can actually clinch. And while this all-American Chris Wyman is this great freestyle wrestler, these guys can be super dangerous. And this is one where you're going to have a Dagestani that is a grinder by nature. You know, he can strike from distance. He can pressure, pressure, pressure. And I could guarantee Chris Weidman, who's done all these different weight cuts and gone up and down the board, is not going to come into the fitness level that Omari's going to come in. I've, I liked Omari from this before he was before Weidman said, I'm going to reinvent myself and this is a new me, which actually coincides with our logic that whenever you say that, dude, you're fucking done. Um, 
this is a great fight for Amari. I mean, I have nothing else to say to it. So we're going to go Amari Akhmedov here? Yes, dude. Okay. I'm, Do you I'm not want to go? No. I, I, well, I, it's like what we talked about all day today. I'm washing my hands in this fight because the hatred that I have in my heart for the way people treat Chris Weidman blinds me because I never pick him. I never pick him. I'm just going to put money on it. You guys don't have to put money on it, but I'm going to put money on this, dude. No, I, I love – listen, take, I hope Omar Yakmetov throttles him. I do. I just think he's being way overlooked right now, man. This I think is... he is. I have – look, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. It doesn't sound like I'm with you. I'm not making a convincing case, but I'm with you. I want Omar Yakmetov to win this fight. I'm asking you, do you think Omar Yakmetov can win this fight? Because when I see Chris Weidman, I see a guy I don't like. So I can't differentiate whether or not I think he's actually going to win or lose a fight because I just want him to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like how when you see when you see Dominic Cruz and Dom, I know you listen to the show, but don't take this to heart. When when Trey sees you, he hopes that you lose. Yes. So when we did that, when we did the Dom Cruz Henry Cejudo fight, you were like, I don't care, man. I just I you tell me whether or not you think Cejudo is going to win because I can't get past how much I dislike Dom Cruz. Remember, totally remember that? Okay, no, that's no, how. I, yeah, that's how I am here. I can't get past how much I dislike Chris Weidman as a fighter. I'm sure as a human being, he's a great person, right? I'm sure. I'm sure he's great. As a fighter, as the way the UFC treats him, I don't agree with it. And that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. I, I again, I'm sure he's a great person. I just think that this idea that Chris Weidman is just this world beater. The dude's lost five of his last six. Anybody that he's fought that's actually halfway decent or world championship caliber has had no problem with him whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's where I'm at with this. All right. So Amari Akhmedov. I love it. Minus 105. Boom. Let's get it. Main event of the evening. Alexi wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. oh. Minus 105? Yeah. Yeah. So much for a former champions to fucking pick him. Pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. I'm more, more into that than ever right now. Yeah. Alexi Olenek taking on Derek Lewis. Alexi Olenek plus 160. The only fighter to fight in four different decades uh, taking on Derek Lewis at minus <laughs> 200. Alexi Olenek come back plus 160 over under on rounds. One and a half, Trey. Dude, I got to find this thing. Hold on one second. You're fine. While you're doing I, that. Here it ahead. is. Here it is. When Alexi Olenek made his professional MMA debut, he was 19 years old. Conor McGregor was eight. The UFC was less than three years old. Edmund Shabazian wasn't even born yet. Crazy, dude. Crazy. Blows it's, my mind. It's so crazy. The guy's 59-13-1. He's got more experience than Derek Lewis. Uh, essentially, uh, if, if Derek Lewis doubled his career, he would not have as much experience as... Uh, Alexio Linick does here. They call him the bow constrictor for a reason. Recently won a split decision over Fabricio Verdum, where he looked great in the fight against Verdum. Verdum admittedly looked awful, but he looked great there. Uh, prior to that, submitted Maurice Green and then had a knockout loss to Walt Harris uh, and Alistair Overeem, you know, which I, I don't believe that there's any, any, uh, I can't fault you for that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So he's taking on Derek Lewis now. Derek Lewis, like I said, 23 and 7. Coming off back-to-back wins himself over Alir Latifi and Blagoy Ivanov in a fight that I thought Ivanov won. Uh, Derek Lewis got the split decision nod there. Prior to that, TKO lost to Junior Dos Santos and a submission loss to Daniel Cormier. Look, man, um, I I think that there's no substitution on earth than a strong ground game and experience. There's no substitute for, for good ground control and a wealth of experience, and Alexia Linick has both of them in spades. Very unpopular pick here, but I like Alexia Linick in this fight. Yeah, the only caveat to Alexia Linick's kind of game is he doesn't really do well of guys that um, blitz. Um, we saw that against Walt Harris when he got slept. Um, yeah. You know, we've seen that before, but I think to your to your point, his fight IQ, he's going to know with a guy that Derek Lewis that's I'm not going to call him a one-trick pony, but he's a guy that stands and will blitz and has that overhand right that's just just dirty. I think that um, a guy that lands almost 50% of his strikes, he's going to know that his one path to victory here is to get this thing to the ground and utilize his patented 
Ezekiel choke. Like that's where it needs to be. He needs to do everything he can, whether that's up against the cage. Do not let Derek Lewis extend his arm by any means. You wrap that shit up. You hold on tight. You shoot for a double, bring it to the ground and just hold him. We've seen Derek Lewis struggle with that like crazy. We saw him struggle against Ayer Latifi like that. Yeah. This guy does not have good jiu-jitsu. He doesn't have a good takedown defense in the slightest. I don't want to call him a one-trick pony, but it is literally a one-trick pony. I will say what also makes me nervous about Derek Lewis is the first time I've actually seen him in shape. He looks great right now. He does look great. I'm going to I'm going to say this in a way. I want to try to say this in a way that the trolls can't rip it apart. Um my problem with Derek Lewis is, is that he fights scared. Uh, Man, now dude, I'm, what is this going on tonight? Now I'm not saying he <laughs> is scared, but I'm saying he fights scared, right? When he's at a decided disadvantage, mentally, he'll fight scared in a certain way, right? Like you saw it with the Daniel Cormier fight, right? Like this is your chance. This is your title shot. He was so terrified of Daniel Cormier taking him down that it almost caused him like to panic anytime Cormier and him came like chest to chest or got close. If you remember, he like would freak out, like, right? And he was he was really hesitant. Like he's really hesitant. Same thing with the Francis Ngannou fight, right? What does he think? Francis Ngannou has the power to knock me out. So what did he do? He threw 18 total strikes in the entire fight because he was he did he, he fights I don't want to say scared, but tentative, tentative right? Yeah. Ten, he's tentative towards the other person's strength. So if Alexio Linick comes out and, you know, he's got that weird stance where like the one hand circles out in front of him a little bit, you know, and he acts a little crazy. What is Derek Lewis going to do? Right. He's going to, he's going to stand there and take pictures. He's going to mm-hmm. stand there and take pictures. And I'm sure, right. That the patented Derek Lewis, I only have a plan. A is, I'm just planning on throwing that uppercut upon entry, right? That's probably all he's been drilling, the sprawl and the uppercut on entry. That's it. And if Olenek can get him up against the cage and Derek Lewis doesn't land that uppercut on entry, it's going to get weird in a hurry. We're talking about, you know, inside leg trips, getting him on the ground. I wouldn't be surprised to see an arm triangle. I know you're going Ezekiel choke. I'm thinking arm triangle here. Up against the cage on the ground. Uh, we'll just go on the ground. We're, we're going to go that he's going to spin him out away, arm triangle, uh, or you know what would really make me happy? Mm. A little north-south joke. Oh, dude. I right where his balls are hot? No, 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 no. Just like a straight, just just a little, just a little north-southy. That's it. Kind of, just, well, you can't go, if you go full north-south, dude, you're going, my balls are hot. No, that not, not, not the position north-south. I'm talking about, uh, like Jeff Munson did to, uh, you're racking my MMA brain. Oh, kind of like you're just going clock choke. Like you're yeah. going three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you were getting a, like a weird sexual thing. I don't uh, know what you're doing, man. No, no, I wasn't. No, 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 no sex here. Not okay. tonight. Not yet. Um, which is weird because Jeff Monson's a, a, a Russian now, too. So him and Alexi are probably buddies. Um, damn it. What was that? Who who the, he beat him in the it was a UFC fight man who was it? Um, gosh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Keep talking about Derek Lewis and how he's going to lose this fight. <laughs> no, I just I I think I said it from the beginning. One trick pony. I like Alexi. I think that you know in a five round fight, Derek Lewis, you know cardio is always an issue. Alexi, while he is way older, he's got a way better gas tank. I think that weather the storm, utilize the fight IQ, get this thing to the ground. There's a huge, huge vulnerability and opportunity there for him. Um, but just got to watch out for that blitz, man. Yeah. Brandon Lee Hinkle is who we were going for there. Brandon Ooh. Lee Hinkle. Um, if, you haven't, if you have not seen Jeff Monson choke out Brandon Lee Hinkle with a north-south choke, uh, absolutely recommend doing it. Hinkle actually froths at the mouth afterwards. <laughs> it's great. It's a great That's awesome. Choke. Yeah, oh, it's good. Babies. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, our Jeff Monson, the snowman, man. I don't know if anybody I don't I don't know if anybody that listens to our show now even knows who Jeff Monson is, man. <laughs> you said that you said that like six episodes ago, man. Did I say Jeff Monson again? Yeah. Did yeah. I really? Yeah. Oh man, I bring him up a lot then, I guess. <laughs> we should see what he's doing. Let's see if we can get him on the show. Hey, fun fact, Jeff Monson actually fought Alexi Olenek and lost. Let's get him on. Snowman. Snowman. Dude, 
Do it Snowman. Yeah, let's get him. Let's get him. He lost to uh, Alexi Olenek back in 2013. Um, so, yeah, interesting. That's for sure. Interesting. All right. Let's put a bow on this thing. Listen, uh, you know what's you know what's scary? To, speaking of snowmen. Okay. No idea just... how you're transitioning that, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's you know what you probably have no experience in this whatsoever because you're a Southern California dude. But when you get cold, like you know, for us people from up north, when you get cold, shrinkage is a real problem. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's been like sixty eight degrees here before. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, you so you had a full blown <laughs> winter coat on and, and <laughs> yeah, UGG boots, all that shit. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, so shrinkage is a real issue. So when you're dealing with stuff like shrinkage, every inch counts. Hell, every half an inch counts. So the only thing you can do, man, is just make sure every half inch, every inch is available for viewing. And the only way to do that... Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no. your wiener. Oh, no. I, I was... To be... I got to back up. I thought for sure you were going to segue into the Manscaped ad read after we talked about north-south for five minutes, but you keep going. Oh yes, no, no. We're we're gonna do snowman shrinkage, north south, all that. It all ties together, dude. Shave your pubes, guys. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest with you. Everybody, uh, manscape wise, you know they like to get cheeky with it. They listen. If you want your package to look bigger, just shave. It's the one. It's the hygienic thing to do because you're never as clean as you think you are. And two, aesthetically, it just looks better for your significant other. I don't care if we're talking about a man, a woman, a rooster, whatever. As long as it's consensual, your other half will thank you for taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is taking care of them, right? Nobody wants a face full of bush. Clean that shit up. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code PUNCH. Save 20% and get free shipping on the whole thing. That's beautiful. Thanks, man. I've been reading a lot of Teddy Roosevelt lately. So it's huh? making me really impassioned, you know. That's cool. Yeah, you're seeing I'm doing a lot of hands. You can't see because they're down here, but I've got I got a lot of hands. I got a lot of fists going yeah. on. Right now. Yeah. No, I've noticed you've been doing that like politician, like hold the quarter between your thumb and your index finger and kind of talking like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. I'm gonna run for office at one point. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, speaking, of, there's actually no transition for this, dude. Do you want to rattle off some prelims real quick? I feel like we did yeah, that we the did past that. couple episodes, and I think that's. People dig it, so let's just get some prelim fights going here, real quick. Do you want to? Do you want to name them, and I'll give you a pick, or do you want to go the other way around? No, I'll dude, name I, them. Here we I, go. Yeah, I can't. The language is just too gnarly. That's okay. Joaquin Buckley taking on Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland getting the quick rebook after the fall apart fight with Trevin Giles. Kevin Holland. Uh, yeah. Ali Ali Quazi taking on Irwin Rivera. Uh, I like Irwin Rivera there, despite having a worse record than Al Chiesi. Uh Peter Barrett taking on Yusef Zalal. Last time we saw Zalal was just a couple weeks ago. He looked fantastic. He's in fight shape. He's healthy. I like yeah. him to get the win here against Peter Barrett. Uh, Justin James at 16-4 versus Gavin Tucker at 11-1. Listen, Tucker's the favorite here, mm. but I think James is going to get it done. 16-4, no substitute for experience. Dude, he's, he's a psycho brawler, guys. That could be performance night of the fight right there. Tucker's yeah. going to go str- – like literally, his technical ability is going to go straight out the window the, mo- the moment Justin stands in front of him. These guys are going to brawl. Yeah. Andrew Sanchez taking on Wellington Terman. Terman at 16-3, Andrew Sanchez at 11-5. and five. I like Andrew Sanchez because he's a good wrestler. You yeah. know me. I love a good wrestler. Wellington Terman, though, quite the prospect. He's going to be a little bit uh, – you know, I think he's going to be a little bit bigger come fight night. Uh, even though Sanchez will have an inch on him height wise, I think Terman's going to be the bigger fighter. I look for him to make it more physical. I think he can get a win here. I really think that he can get a win. Initially, I was thinking Sanchez, but I might go ahead and play Terman here. Mm, man, I'm I'm on the Sanchez chain train. I like the wrestling foundation. Uh, both these guys like to clinch. I like Terman. I mean, he's got better technical striking. Sure. Um, yeah. Ah, man, now you got me thinking Wellington. Ah, well, let's go Sanchez, and if we want to flip it, we'll flip it. All right. All right. That was my initial asterisk. My initial reaction, right when I saw the fight announcement, I was like, "Ooh, Andrew Sanchez." But the more I started thinking about it, I was like, "Ooh, Wellington Terman sounds good too." All right, Nazrat Hackparast yes. finally coming back after Drew Dober sent him into the shadow realm yes. uh, at eleven and three, taking on your boy Team Alpha Male Alex Munoz, getting that UFC debut finally at six and zero. Oh. 
Um, this is a tough out for somebody's first fight in the UFC, man. Um, I, I'm listen. Uh, I like Alex Munoz. I think he's a great prospect. I think he's going to do big things at some point in time. But you're feeding him to a fucking shark. First thing, I'm going to go with Nazrat Hackbrass. Munoz can win this fight. I'm going to go with Nazrat. But if you like Munoz, I am not going to blame anybody for going there. He could absolutely win this fight. But know that they are putting him in front of a mountain for his very first fight in the UFC. Yeah, especially when he's striking and training under Faraz Zabi. I think uh, for Munoz, I think, dude, I mean, you're coming out of freaking, I mean, you rose to fame after the Dana White Contender Series. You haven't really fought the competition. Nazareth hasn't really shown he's the true prospect yet, but he's definitely fought the competition. We saw that in Drew Dober. I think that this is a big bounce back, rebound fight for Nazareth. We're going to see him to his full potential. Yeah. All right, let's put a bonus, bad boy. Uh, appreciate everybody for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, support our sponsors. That's the easiest and best way to do it. Oh, we got to give away beer money. Yes. We got to yeah. give away beer money. Oh, gosh. <laughs> admittedly. Admittedly, I'm not prepared for that. We, we always do that, though. I know, but I downloaded a new like a new random picker thing, and I wanted to put everybody's stuff in it. I was doing it before, but I didn't like the program that we were using, so I got a new one, and yeah, I haven't. I haven't this, updated it yet. This is what's great, though. This just proves that it's fully random. I know. It's not okay. like we're having buddies feed us reviews and being like, oh, yeah, dude, Jack, dude, I got it coming for you. Beer money on your way. Yeah. All right. So, Jawbone, you missed out on it last time. So, new beer money winner. All right, Trey. We've got – all right. So, I'm going to – we had four new people reach out to us on Instagram about adding them. Okay. So, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to put them. Hold on. I got to write it out. Hang on. Here. See, this is why I want to do the random thing. Give me a second. All right, I'll just talk about random stuff. No, you're um, good. You're good. Okay, I'm good. All right. Yeah, you're good. All right, go ahead and give me a number between 1 and 68. I'm go top of the list this time. I'm going to go 61. 61. 61. All right, let's see here. Let me... These that should be a fairly new review. Yeah, but here's the thing, though: is I'm, I'm tr- that's why I want the random generator in, oh. because the random generator just picks the number; it doesn't pick it based off of how new it was. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's that's the that's the problem that we run into with that. Um, right. So if you are 61, you are. All right, it is an iTunes review. Give me one second. Let me find this person's review. Mm-hmm. I don't see it, dude. <laughs> Fuck. I really wish I would have done a better job of this. God, dude. I'm sorry, man. I just, I had, a, I, like I said, I got the new program and I was all fired up about it and I didn't get a chance to put it in yet. And that's what you do. All right. Good. Here we go. No, I was just reading it like it. All right. Beer money winner, USCLJ81. Okay. USCLJ81. Like that, dude. Love USC. Love me some Trojans. All right. So there we go. Beer money winner. Collect your beer money. USCLJ81. Okay. Guys, if USCLG or whatever, what what was it? USCLJ81. A1. If that person does not pick their beer money, continue. If you have not, write us a review, iTunes. Um, tell us what you think about the show. Tell us whether it's our banter, our fight, um, the way that we break down fights, our picks, whatever it may be, throw it up. If you uh, don't have access to iTunes, shoot us a message on on uh, Instagram. Tell us how much you love the show or just maybe some critiques. That's totally cool too. Also, please follow us on all social channels, Punchless MMA. Guys, we are obviously always showcasing uh, – all content, we give our takes, what's going on in the middle of the fight, and then Dale and I are on during fight night to ask any, ask or answer any of your guys' questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Coming up on an hour trade. Longest episode we've done in a while. Hope everybody enjoys it. We're fired up. It's been, a, it's been a good run. We're just looking to carry that momentum forward. Be good to each other. Hit us up on social media, like Trey said. And next week for your – is it next week's 252? Yeah. Or 253. What what the fuck number is it? What are we on? 252. 252. That's next weekend. Yeah. 
not the weekend after. Oh, dude, now you have me second guessing. God, we look so unprepared right now, man. No, it's all the it's listen, it's all the little ancillary <laughs> things at the end that add up. Um so yeah. yeah. Um it's next here. weekend. It's, or next the fifth, weekend. it's the fifteenth. Okay. Sweet. So that's not next weekend. No, it's the weekend after. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. Still will be an episode next week though, for sure. Um it is yeah. next weekend. Next weekend's the fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man. Oh shit. The, the wheels came <laughs> off at the very end. They did, huh? We were so close to being professional. All right, guys, be good to each other. Support the show by supporting the sponsors. Shout out all of our sponsors, Stay Classy Meats, Allegiance Clothing, and Manscaped. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.